The Road to Rediscovery is sponsored by BetterHelp. Let me ask you something. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? You know, for me growing up, feelings of anxiety, inadequacy, doubt, and even imposter syndrome got in the way uh, of me reaching my goals and reaching my full potential, right? So BetterHelp addresses these and more. It's not a crisis line and it's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't have to ever sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and, get this, financial aid is even available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. They mean it. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Road to Rediscovery. That's Better H-E-L-P and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. And there's a special offer for our Road to Rediscovery listeners. Get 10% off your first month when you register at BetterHelp.com slash Road to Rediscovery. We're all on this journey of life together. And it sure feels good to know professional help is within our reach with BetterHelp. Again, that's Better H-E-L-P. Thanks to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. Our lives are laid out on a road of bumps, turns, struggles, and more. How do we respond? How do we endure adversity for learning and growth? I'm Aubrey Johnson, and we'll explore these questions and more on The Roads Rediscovery. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of The Roads Rediscovery. I'm your host, Aubrey Johnson. The Road to Rediscovery is about reflecting on life lessons to learn and grow from them, and of course, pay it forward and uplift others who are struggling through dark times. You know, for the past few years, you've you've heard me refer to our lives as a journey, right? Well, I also firmly believe that our life is a fight as well, right? Think about it. We fight to keep our heads above water financially, and we, we fight to have a fit body and mind. We fight to sustain our relationships with others. This is just a couple examples, just a few examples, but my special guest has had an incredible journey in the fight for her life, from having a successful PR business and wonderful family to being diagnosed with breast cancer. Her love of boxing for fitness gave her the principles and virtues for overcoming major adversities with a stronger mindset and an outlook on life ultimately catapulting her over the grips of cancer. Her journey and reflections are captured in the book, The Fight of My Life, Boxing Through Chemo. Her story has been covered on TV news shows. And get this, she was a special guest on The Fight Podcast, hosted by Hall of Fame commentator and trainer, Teddy Atlas. Ladies and gentlemen, It gives me great pleasure. And you know, you know, I'm a huge boxing fan, so I can't wait to dive into this conversation. Let's give a warm welcome to Kelly Motley. Hey, Kelly, how are you? Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Aubrey. It's so terrific to be here. 
Ah, oh, no, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to chat with us. Um, I, we reciprocate. I'm really excited to dive into this. So let's start by just sharing with the listeners where you're from and what was life like for Kelly growing up? Sure, absolutely. Well, so let me just say that boxing not only taught me a life lesson, it literally and figuratively saved my life. Mm. Um, I am in Nashville, Tennessee, and you and your your audience might be wondering why a woman with an incredible family, a loving husband, married almost uh, 30 years, uh, two remarkable sons. Mm-hmm. I had an uh, incredible uh, PR business uh, working in Nashville's $92 billion healthcare industry. Wow. Why would I start down this path of practicing what is considered one of the most intimidating sports, boxing? And so for me, Aubrey, there are three themes to my story, and that is okay. getting stuck and mm-hmm. the physical and mental tools for hope mm-hmm. and uh, really considering who is in your corner and who you give your energy to. Gotcha. Gotcha. Man, that that makes so much sense. And 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 yeah, there are so many parallels to boxing and other aspects of, of, of life. Now, um, you were actually immersed in these boxing workouts before you were diagnosed. Is that right? Yes, that is correct. The universe was kindly, quietly giving me the very best to equip myself uh, with me unknowingly, you know, getting ready for one of life's biggest duels. Mm -hmm. I fell in love with the sport. I practiced with my son. Initially, we did a martial arts called Jeet Kune Do. Mm -hmm. And, um, I needed to get better. And these were our Saturday workouts. And the only way for me to get better was uh, through boxing. So I hired a super middleweight professional boxer, Sena Agbeko, who's from Ghana, training to mm-hmm. be the next uh, champion from Ghana. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I train, and I trained with uh, a former Olympic boxing coach, Christy Halbert, mm-hmm. uh, who took the women to the Olympics in, uh, I think, 2011, 2012. And uh, Royce Fentress, who is a uh, a strength trainer with a lot of uh, well-known youth athletes, and so these 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 folks became my corner. Mm, very nice, very nice. Um, and 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 I guess, like you said, the universe equipped you for for you know for when this was to come, the diagnosis. Uh, I was going to ask if that made it easier for you to apply what you've learned about mindset and perspective you know, um, once you found out you were diagnosed, it sounds like it has. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, when I first started training with Senna, he said, you know, one morning he said, you know, imagine that we're strapping a tool belt to your Mm -hmm. waist and we're stocking it with tools you can count on using. Mm -hmm. And if it's empty, there's nothing to reach for. And so luckily I had, uh, probably about 15, 20 journals from all of my boxing lessons that I had stacked up in my family room. And so I really Mm -hmm. leaned in to these journals, which became my book. And I wrote the book, Aubrey, that I wished I could have had when I was first diagnosed. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, You know, when you get a cancer diagnosis, it's Mm -hmm. not going to be a comfortable road. Your mind, Mm -hmm. your spirit, your body needs to be sharp like a sword for the battle. That's right. And, uh, and I leaned into what, uh, I learned, uh, inside the ring to climb out of at the time was, uh, I thought was a pretty desperate, hopeless situation. Mm-hmm. And what the boxing did for me, uh, mentally and physically was that it, it, um, 
it made me realize that um, my that I am this this is manageable. Right. That my body is resilient, and so it helped me um, take my mind and my body through self discipline from point A to point B through this process. Mm, amazing, amazing! Wow. So, um, man, what a journey! And and like you said, it it equipped you mentally for 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 that for that long hard road. I mean, like you you know, like you said. It's it's not going to be a pleasant journey once you find out, you know, and, and that you have cancer and um, and get that diagnosis. So can you share with the listeners? Uh, I, I, I'm getting I'm getting feelings and senses of just a lot of gratitude. Right. Um, just just coming from you. And, and if you can just share with the listeners the role that gratitude has played in your life up to this point. Well, you know, um, let me say that we are all blindsided by Mm -hmm. an unexpected circumstance. Mm -hmm. For me, it was breast cancer. Others, it might be financial loss, divorce, loss of a career. We're Mm -hmm. all beset by something, Um, an internal conflict. For some people, it might be um, uh, feeling dismissed or fear or worry, but we all have something uh, that we're dealing with. And my, you know, this, this particular story is really about how do you change up your inside Mm -hmm. and uh, gratitude is, you know, you talk about the fight and I do believe that every day we're fighting for something and Mm -hmm. you know, gratitude is important to be fighting for in your life and to really see. Um, And, and um, when you're going through this unexpected circumstance, it's, it's just really important that you um, you have a corner that has that gratitude. Not That's only, right. Not only are they um, are they focused on your intention and helping you visualize like where you want to be. As you mm-hmm. know, like pity can be a very dark place for people. It can be a very mm-hmm. destructive force. Pity is like any other type of energy that you put forth. So I think um, when you talk about gratitude, it's important to have people around you who, who live in that space as well. Yeah. Yeah. You got to have that corner, right? You have to have that support group. And, um, you know, it's so strange. Like I mentioned on the intro, you know, I'm a big boxing fan and, and so using, I'm a man of metaphors, right? I love metaphors and, and, and to me, they have true depth and meaning. I don't want to toss them around as, you know, catchphrases, but, you know, life can have you on the ropes, you know, to your point, in any situation, financially, um, with relationships, divorce, uh, just just all sorts of things can can happen where you're blindsided, as you mentioned. You know, mm-hmm. it just comes out of left field. So, um, with that, I and and, and we're going to touch on your book in a, in a moment because I, I'm I'm thrilled for you to share with the listeners just some anecdotes from from your book, if you don't mind. Sure. So um, now. I want to ask you, you know, I personally believe anyone going through cancer and chemotherapy would have those voices, like you mentioned, in their heads that can be quite defeating, right? Um, it's it's that it's wallowing in the in in the in, in the pit of pity, I guess uh, I've heard it called before. Um, you know, those sounds and those voices can be quite defeating, uh, and 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 just not right for the mindset. Uh, the times when you were not in the gym, let's say, but you were in the hospital or say you were home alone, um, 
were you able to hear or did you uh, consider like hearing your coach's voice in your ear? And, and if so, what would they have been saying at that time? So my coach, Senna Agbeko, would say to me, execute with confidence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's really important. Mm -hmm. um, my visuals, Aubrey, were really important to me. So if I had six surgeries, so if I were getting ready to go under the knife, I would have my images of my boxing gloves. Mm -hmm. um, I would have my, my practicing. I would be watching all my videos. Mm -hmm. And the visuals that you have around you are really, really important. Um, but, you know, to be thinking really about, um, about your confidence and execution is really, really critical. Gotcha. No, that, that makes a hundred percent sense. Uh, it, it is very critical and it gets you through those tough times, right? I mean, like we said, in the pit of pity, uh, it's so easy to be in the moment there and with so much darkness and despair where you can't see the forest for the trees and, and, and realize there is a way out of this, right? Um, during those times, let's say, uh, for example, going through chemo, uh, obviously, uh, from what I hear, it it drains a lot out of a person physically. It makes them very exhausted, very tired, maybe even feel you know kind of um, just sort of sort of weak physically, right? right. And and so um, it, it's easy to, to 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 go in that pit of pity to um, just think back to when I was stronger, oh my gosh, I'll never be strong like that again. I was boxing, I was skipping rope, I was hitting the speed bag and so forth. And, 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 and you reframed it. It sounds like, you know, um, it sounds like you reframed it in such a way where the visuals drove you to push mm -hmm. harder mm -hmm. along with the words from a um, uh, uh, you know, uh, drive with confidence, execute absolutely. with confidence, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So going into this, I mm -hmm. thought, you know, I knew that the best conditioned fighter dictates the fight. Right. And yes. I knew what I was up against. And I, there's so many commonalities between, um, you know, the chemo and the cancer, you've mm -hmm. got um, the seconds ticking down, you've got the unpredictability, you've mm -hmm. got the um, a, a lot of emotions around uh, despair and courage and vulnerability, mm -hmm. the bleeding, the bruising, you know, you have all a lot of similarities yeah. and, um, he, uh, boxing, you know, is a mindset and mm -hmm. healing is a mindset. Mm -hmm. And so for me, um, I, I really leaned into these, these principles, um, and I also feel like, you know, this is not just a breast cancer uh, story. This is really about, you know, anyone who's dealing with an adversity or an unexpected circumstance, that, right. that circumstance that might, you know, uh, rip your heart out in ways you can't imagine or seeing yeah. in a blink of an eye how things can just get lost and, mm -hmm. and fighting not cowering, not surrendering, yeah. but really leaning into that one circumstance that we never thought would happen to us, the inconceivable, and putting on that boxer's mindset and mm -hmm. moving through to another side where maybe you are mentally, spiritually, physically a stronger person mm 
-hmm. Maybe you're happier. Maybe you're a better version of yourself. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so what, you know, what was bizarre about my trajectory was, you know, I was around 50 years old and, you know, I was imagining how this was going to impact the rest of my life. Right. And then, you know, nine months later, Senna and my other train and Royce Fentress were saying, you're a better version of yourself. You Mm -hmm. are a better boxer. Mm -hmm. And, you know, really thinking about yourself that, you know, these, you don't, that the greater things could happen to you and you could potentially be a better version of yourself through going through a a very difficult situation. Oh, sure. Sure. With, uh, with, without a doubt. And, um, and, and it sounds like your, your, your coaches and trainers were able to uh, detect a transformation in you and becoming a better version of yourself, not just physically, but in, in there's, I always feel there is a, I don't like the word aura, but there is a presence um, that is um, sort of visual, I guess, that someone can detect when they see you and you're more confident than say, uh, your earlier version of yourself, uh, mm-hmm. you, you know, you're more confident, you're more sure of yourself. Um, you hold yourself accountable, you take action, you know, and, 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 and you think more logically and just, just something, something that appears different about someone who carries that, that air, you know, um, and, and it sounds like they, they detected at it in you physically and, you know, um, and, and, and the other, the other, the other way as well, right? Um, psychologically, spiritually, emotionally, um, a transformation in you. Absolutely, yeah. I look at my videos, and I'm, mm-hmm. and it's 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 bizarre, but I'm hitting harder, mm-hmm. and the intensity, the focus, the technique, mm-hmm. everything for some reason is improved. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, my trainers are, uh, one thing that, you know, Senna taught me was, you know, if you don't lean into your opponent or that threatening situation, it's Mm going to affect your balance. Mm -hmm. It's going to put you in the line of fire. Yeah. You're going to be in a worse situation. And for me, before, you know, when I first started boxing, that sounded very counterintuitive, you know, leaning into my opponent, really. (laughs) Yes. So, you know, learning some of these, these boxing uh, practices and principles Mm -hmm. were really important. Yeah. Yeah. I can, um, I can definitely tell from that. And, and, and like you said, leaning in, um, I, I smile when you say that, because as you were saying that, I was thinking about an earlier conversation, you and I, had regarding um, a book from Teddy Atlas that I that I read called um, Atlas um, from the streets to the ring and and he he basically in an autobiography kind of talks about his upbringing and and his mindset when it came to facing adversities or fear or feel like you know he's being threatened and he talked about the art uh, and the mastery of leaning in. He even mentions that, you know, it may be counterintuitive, but he breaks it down in how, you know, leaning in allows you to push through that adversity, right? And mm-hmm. so uh so so I think uh I think that's incredibly important for anyone to know in any capacity of life and any adversities that they're going through. Um I'd love to talk about your book right now, okay? The Fight for My Life Boxing Through Chemo. Um, and, and I'm sure there's going to be uh, a couple questions, follow-up questions I have that uh, that may touch on the book. 
um, or referenced in the book. So before I even ask those questions, if you can just share with the listeners um, at a high level what this book's about, I know we kind of touched on it leading up to, to right now, but if you can just share a little more insight. Absolutely. So, you know, in life, there are circumstances we can't see coming, circumstances we would never voluntarily choose. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, my, one of my coaches always says your purpose is greater than your circumstance. Mm-hmm. And mm. my, my, my story uh, takes place. Um, you know, it was a stroke of luck uh, mm-hmm. for me to discover boxing. And mm-hmm. uh, I talk about how the principles I learned inside the ring helped me climb out of at the mm-hmm. time what I thought was a desperate, hopeless situation. Uh, before I started boxing, I was in a, a dull um, um, place of, of feeling stuck, not stumbling, yeah. but but yeah. really stuck in my life. Mm-hmm. I had a, a client, a major client. I work in the healthcare industry doing public relations. And mm-hmm. um, and it it uh, was about that just went on and on every day. I was mm-hmm. praying. I was meditating. Mm-hmm. And I, I would be uh, in meetings and, you know, my, my emotions would swing from frustration to anger to fear to mm-hmm. shame. And one day I... Uh, just to pull me, my emotions from the brink, I pulled out of a, 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 my, my driveway and went up the street to a boxer size gym and just pounded away at a heavy bag. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, thinking I would really be great at this boxing thing because I was so angry, not realizing, you know, that's the last emotion. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure we've all had those times where we felt like punching something and that was how I <laughs> felt. And so, um, you know, I went from, 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 from this gym to really getting into this uh, Bruce Lee style fighting with my son Mm -hmm. and training with, uh, with Senna Agbeko and Christy Halbert, not knowing that I was getting ready for, uh, the biggest fight of my life. Mm. And, um, so I, I write about the principles of boxing and everything that I learned and I go into, the um, difficulties of a healthcare system. Mm-hmm. I was told, you know, at one point by the CEO of the largest healthcare system in the world that um, that hospitals were the most dangerous place. So I had mm. way too much information going into this, and right. uh, talk about my own will, and you know how I uh, uh, went down a path of of this special nutrition that I was told I wouldn't lose my hair. And so I talk about, you know, in my book, how all of this just comes completely undone, my hair, Mm. everything, and Mm. how I end up getting uh, an infection in my port. And, you know, that really becomes another fight for my life. Right, right. Oh, my gosh. Um, So at what part of your journey did you decide to write the book and begin writing it? Were you still going through chemo or was it after you finished chemo or? So I, um, before, before, um, a couple of years before I got diagnosed, I'd met Perry Wallace, mm-hmm. who was an important figure in Nashville and, uh, and at Vanderbilt and he died of cancer. Mm-hmm. And, for some reason, I really, I met him, I connected with him. And when I first got diagnosed and I started uh, having my surgeries, I just started thinking about Perry 
and really leaned into all of the journals. I mean, my journals mm -hmm. were my book. So I started writing when I was going through chemo. I wanted people to know that if I could do this, they could do it too. Right. And I right. just wanted to write the book that I wished I could have read when I was diagnosed. Gotcha. So wow. That, that was my process. Okay. Fantastic. Oh, that's wonderful. So um, you mentioned something about purpose. And, and if you can, just for the listeners, um, kind of repeat that. Your purpose is greater than? Your circumstance. Your circumstance. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. My okay. trainers, you know, if you're struggling, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. I, I have to do a lot of one-arm planks with one of my trainers. <sighs> and, you know, he's always about telling me, Kelly, it's temporary. This is temporary. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for me, I really focused on different stages of the chemo, the surgeries mm -hmm. that, you know, this is temporary and this is around. Right. Right. So instead of looking at the whole thing as one big fight, um, you, you probably broke it down round by round, um, mm -hmm. stage by stage. Right. Um, and, and, breaking it down in those chunks, I think makes it more manageable. And, you know, it allows you, for me, at least it would allow me to lean in more and empower me to lean in more and, and, and know that, Hey, if I can do it at this round, I can do it at the next round and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So I wanted to ask you about purpose. Okay. Because you, you talked about your purpose is greater than your circumstance. And I mm -hmm. am a total um, believer and advocate of that. Um, I feel as a fellow cancer survivor that, you know, something like cancer can really cause someone to reframe their, their life. You know, mm -hmm. uh, for me, surviving cancer caused me to really hone in on learning and understanding my true purpose, mm -hmm. you know, in this world, because I feel like my life was spared, you know, and, uh, or saved, you know, so, so there's gotta be a deeper purpose, uh, because, you know, I wasn't just saved or spared for no reason. So having survived cancer, what is Kelly's rediscovered purpose in this world? So I'll tell you one is, um, I want to get my book into as many hands as possible. People who mm -hmm. might wake up at three in the morning, feeling desperate or hopeless mm -hmm. again, knowing if I can do it, they can do it regardless of their unexpected circumstance. Yeah. And then I am launching um, free breast cancer clinics, their boot camps called Music City Fight. And oh, they're nice. free boot camps. And they have a lot of the um, my trainers in my book mm -hmm. to help women who, are, who have been diagnosed with breast cancer get mentally, physically, and spiritually stronger before they're getting ready for the battle. And so I'm launching these boot camps in Nashville mm -hmm. and I have a company that's putting billboards up all around the city, um, Blackbird, um, all over the city of Nashville for, uh, probably about a week before my boot camps and they're, they're starting November 13th. So, um, there'll be Senna Agbeko will be there, uh, Royce Fentress, Christy Holbert and, um, um, Richard Goodlow, who does, who's the Jeet Kune Do instructor, and then mm -hmm. a special person, Langston Stevenson. And Langston is a professional boxer, and he's an amputee. Oh, my goodness. Really? Yes. 
Oh man. So I've got these incredible elite Mm -hmm. coaches, professional boxers there to Mm -hmm. really help women who might've just been diagnosed and don't know like what the next step looks like. Gotcha. Gotcha. Wow. So, uh, is it is it safe to say or is it accurate to say that you know with what you've learned in in boxing um with the mindset with perspective with um just different virtues right um you've learned these these principles from your coaches mm-hmm. and, and 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 that seems to have been conveyed through your experience through cancer um into the book as uh, as a tool for coaching people through all of their adversities and challenges and so forth, right? Exactly. So, like mm-hmm. example would be hitting the speed bag. You know, yes. when I first walked into a gym, mm-hmm. I've avoided the speed bag. Mm-hmm. Never felt confident. Didn't feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I realized my, my, through my conversations with Christy that I had really been telling stories to myself. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. um the speed bag and then i've mastered it like nobody's mm-hmm. business and um <laughs> the speed bag is really something where you know you you are in a situation you look for patterns you make make that back you know you make it adjust to you and adapt yeah. to you and you think about situations like that mm-hmm. and it's really empowering mm. how about thinking um, does your mind move faster? Do, do things physically appear slower when you're thinking faster? Does it cause you to think faster? I guess when it comes to, uh, either the speed bag or, or, or any, any type of, uh, training in boxing, you know, for me, it's all about my breath management and I, okay. I just feel very uh, connected to my soul mm-hmm. and my mind. And then my mind is actually just a very empty and so um, that's when I feel that I do my very best work. Very nice. Very nice. And I wanted to also ask you about from the beginning and the idea uh, that you had for your book to the end result when the book is published and released, right? Um, <laughs> in a lot of cases with a lot of people, um, the way something turns out that they embark on a journey for isn't always a hundred percent what they thought they wanted it to be in the beginning. So do you feel like you've gotten the message across in the result of your book, which I'm going to buy and read by the way. (laughs) Um, uh, And it lines up with your original intent to write the book in the beginning before you even picked up a pen. Uh, It's, it's more than I could have ever imagined. Awesome. It's more, and you know, and and you know, getting feedback. Um, Mm -hmm. One of the world's uh, biggest Christian authors, Stormy O'Mardian, you know, different uh, Teddy Atlas, uh, Mm -hmm. Rebecca Wells, um, who who um, who's one was one of the biggest um, biggest authors in the 1990s. You know, getting people like that really um, Mm -hmm. to endorse my book has has really just been incredible, and I'm so grateful. Oh, that's great! That's awesome. So Kelly, how can the listeners learn about learn more about you and pick up a copy of your book? Sure. So you can you can pick my book up at any retailer. Mm-hmm. Um, 
You can also pick it up at thefightformylife.com, which is my website, which has more information about me as well. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. We're going to make sure and put those links uh, in the episode show notes, direct links to the website and to where you can pick up a copy of the book. And while you're listening to this wonderful conversation, you can click those links and order a copy and connect, connect with Kelly. Kelly, I want to really thank you for a great conversation. I've really enjoyed this uh, and really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you so much, Aubrey. It's been a pleasure. Oh, absolutely. And so now I'd like to go into a segment I like to call Three for the Road. And in Three for the Road, Kelly, I ask my guests three random yet thought-provoking questions, encouraging them to answer in five words or less. So what do you say, Kelly? You think you're up for it? I'll try. <laughs> All right. Fantastic. Okay. So let's go. Question one. Let me find it here. Where is it? Oh, here it is. <laughs> All right. Question one, starting us off with three for the road. And by the way, none of my questions are cookie cutter. Okay. I don't ask the same questions to every guest. My okay. questions are customized based on your journey, your experience, and your background. All right. Okay. All right. So question number one. Describe the type of punch that would equate to getting hit with the news of having cancer. That'd be like a knockout punch. A knockout punch. Okay, well said. Well said. That says it all right there. All right, question number two. What has Kelly learned about herself in the fight for her life? I'm just going to go back to what my coaches have talked to me about, that All your right. purpose is always greater than your circumstance. Your purpose is always greater than your circumstance. I want the listeners of this show to really, really let that sink in. Take that to heart. It's so totally true. So totally true. Awesome. Thank you so much. Okay. Topping us off for three for the road. Question number three. This one should be easy. It's a fill in the blank. The power of the will allows us to overcome any obstacle. Right on. Three words. Overcome any obstacle. Beautiful. Kelly, that's three for the road. Again, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I'd love for us to stay in touch and I'd love to help spread the word. Okay, for this boot camp that's coming up in Nashville, right? Um, mm -hmm. And 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 I, I'd love to just get get gather more information from you on this and help spread the word. Thank you so much, Aubrey. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening. And as a quick reminder, the Rediscover Roadmap Digital Course is now available. This course allows you to take an introspective approach to your personal growth and development and self-accountability through the four pillars to personal growth. That's gratitude, service to others, humility, and self-awareness. So if you want to look more into this digital course, 
uh, feel free to visit roadtorediscovery.com slash course. That's roadtorediscovery.com slash course, where you can get a free preview and you can register to take the course as well. All right, guys, more importantly, if you have a loved one or someone that you know who seems to be at the end of their rope, they lost all hope, uh, they don't um, know what to do or where to go uh, in the darkest, deepest days of despair, I humbly ask that you please share this show with them. Because on the road to rediscovery, there are two things we want our listeners to know. Number one, you're not alone. And number two, there is always, always hope. We're all roadies on this journey of life, and it sure feels good having you on the road with me. Thanks again for listening. We'll chat again soon. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of The Road to Rediscovery. We'd love to hear from you. Shoot us an email at roadsrediscoverypodcast at gmail.com and leave us any questions or comments you may have. The Road to Rediscovery is an AJ Shark production.